0: Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode number 141 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading the fifth chapter of Romans today, and our focus is on how we can possibly rejoice in the face of suffering. So every day we go through a chapter of the Bible a day trying to glean as much truth from that chapter and live what we learn. Welcome aboard to new listeners in Abu Dhabi, United Arab Emirates, Sao Paulo, Brazil, Parts Unknown, Russia, Nagaland, India, Salinas, California, Wilkes Bar, Pennsylvania, and Lincoln, Nebraska. Thank you all for joining us. Please do consider sharing the show with your friends and neighbors and acquaintances either by social media or Maybe doing something like uh, leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or just telling somebody one-on-one in person. You can point them to our website, which is a great place to subscribe, Bible2021.com. That's Bible2021.com. You'll also find a contact page, show notes, transcript, that sort of thing there. So Romans 5 is a short chapter, but it is absolutely packed to the rim with gospelly goodness. So many giant-sized good news statements compressed down to one verse, such as Romans 5 verse 6, While we were still helpless at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. Or how about Romans 5.12? Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man and death through sin, in this way, death spread to all people because all sinned. Now, I know that's not an encouraging passage necessarily, but it's basically the Mariana Trench in terms of theological depth. Then we get to Romans 5.18. So then... As through one trespass there is condemnation for everyone, so also through one righteous act, there is justification leading to life for everyone or romans five nineteen for just as through one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners, so also through the one man's obedience, the many will be made righteous, in other words, because of the fall of Adam in the garden, all men are reckoned as sinners, all men walk in sin, but because of the obedience of Jesus, the many, can be declared righteous. It's such good news, or romans five twenty b but where sin multiplied, grace multiplied even more. And one more. Well, it's actually two verses this time, but they deserve to be read together, Romans five one and two. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have also obtained access through him by faith into this grace in which we stand and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Well, that verse says we are declared righteous or justified and spotless by faith, not by works. Therefore, because of that, because we're declared righteous, Christians have peace with God. That means no wrath of God abides on us. We are declared righteous through Jesus. Not only that, but we have obtained access to God through faith so we can boldly bring our prayers and requests to him because of his grace by which we stand. So good. Well, let's go read the passage, and then we will talk about the one sort of stupefying, mystifying, mind-boggling truth we see in Romans 5. See if you can hear it as we read it. Romans chapter 5, verse 1 in the English Standard Version today. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith... We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. For while we were still weak at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would even dare die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners... We also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men, because all sinned, for sin indeed was in the world before the law was given, but sin is not counted where there is no law. Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sinning was not like the transgression of Adam, who was a type of the one who was to come. But the free gift is not like the trespass. For if many died through one man's trespass, much more have the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of that one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. And the free gift is not like the result of that one man's sin. For the judgment following one trespass So one act of righteousness leads to justification in life for all men. For as by the one man's disobedience the many were made sinners, so by the one man's obedience the many will be made righteous. Now the law came in to increase the trespass, but where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. So that as sin reigned in death, grace also might reign through righteousness, leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So Here's the truth in Romans 5 that, honestly, I struggle with. Not because I don't believe it, but I struggle to live it. How about that? Romans 5, 3 and 4 and 5, Paul writes, We rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us now I just being really honest with you ninety nine point nine nine percent of the time and really it may be a hundred percent of the time I struggle with what Paul's talking about here because here's the thing I never or at least almost never rejoice in my sufferings uh, maybe afterwards and I can see the good effects yeah I could see I could do that sometimes, but basically. When I'm suffering or somebody I love is suffering, I almost always lament in my suffering, struggle with my sufferings, and wish I wasn't suffering. And I don't think that's wrong, necessarily. But in me, I think it's a genuine sign of some level of immaturity, because the Bible makes it pretty clear that suffering is ultimately for our good. And you know what? I'm supposed to rejoice in those good things. Says the word of God today. James, for instance, in James chapter 1, 2 through 4, says something very similar. He says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. And you know what? Jesus says something very similar too in the Sermon on the Mount. Matthew 5, verse 11. You are blessed when they insult you and persecute you and falsely say every kind of evil against you because of me. Be glad and rejoice because your reward is great in heaven. For that is how they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So, look, I believe it. Like I said, I believe it wholeheartedly. But I guess I struggle sometimes to live these out. Because I don't always rejoice or count it joy when going through tribulation or persecution. Maybe you struggle that same way too. Maybe that's not easy for you. I suspect it's not easy for any of us. And you know what? Since we're both struggling, let's go get some insight from John Piper to better help us rejoice in glory when we go through sufferings. Piper says this, It isn't strange for people who have lived long enough to realize what Paul Brand the missionary surgeon to India wrote in his book, The Gift of Pain. Brand says, I have come to see that pain and pleasure come to us not as opposite, but as twins, strangely joined and intertwined. Nearly all of my memories of acute happiness, in fact, involve some element of pain or struggle. Piper says, I have never heard anyone say, the deepest and rarest and most satisfying joys of my life have come in times of extended ease and earthly comfort. Nobody says that. It isn't true. What is true is what Samuel Rutherford said when he was put in the cellars of affliction. Rutherford said, the great king keeps his wine there, not in the courtyard where the sun shines. What's also true is what Charles Spurgeon said, they who dive in the sea of affliction bring up rare pearls. So, says Piper, keep on rejoicing and suffering because then the spirit of glory and of God will rest on you. Verse 14 of S- first Peter says, if you are reviled for the name of Christ, you are blessed because the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. This means that in the hour of greatest trial for the Christian, there is a great consolation. In great suffering on earth, there is great support from heaven. You may think now that you will not be able to bear it, but if you belong to Christ, you will be able to bear it because he will come to you and rest upon you. Just like Samuel Rutherford said, the great king keeps his finest wine in the cellar of affliction. He does not bring it out to serve with chips on sunny afternoons. He keeps it for extreme times. In other words, God gives us his greatest graces when we go through our most difficult times. That is good news. And I don't know that I'm ready to rejoice at the next trial, but I know that I want to. And may the Lord equip you and me both to do that. Let's close with the Great Commission, our Bible memory verse for the month of May. Matthew twenty-eight, eighteen through 20. Jesus came near and said to them, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Amen and amen. Good day to you, friends, and Godspeed.